Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. reason that Paul had great spiritual authority, he actually had Jesus living inside him. He actually had a relationship with the risen Jesus of Nazareth. Paul had authority delegated from Jesus to use in his world and in the physical realm. The name of Jesus on its own isn't enough to cast out a demon. But when you pair the name of Jesus with someone who has a relationship with him, any miracle is possible. Today, Pastor Robert will empower you to not only speak the name of Jesus over people, but to believe that his name has the power to do anything. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of Mark chapter 1 as he continues his message, Spirit of Python. In Mark chapter 1 verses 23 to 26, Jesus had a similar encounter in a synagogue. It says, now there was a man in their synagogue with an unclean spirit and he cried out saying, let us alone. What have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Did you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him saying, be quiet and come out of him. And when the unclean spirit had convulsed him and cried out with a loud voice, he came out of him. Jesus did not allow the demons to talk about who he was or what he was there to do. Now in Acts chapter 16 and verse 18, after these many days, it says, but Paul, greatly annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out that very hour. This demonic promotion campaign, if you will, had been going on for days, but finally Paul decided to turn around and put a stop to it. Maybe God finally said, okay, enough's enough. Or maybe he just realized that people were going to begin to associate him and the miracles God used him to perform in Philippi. Even the message of salvation with this girl and her demon, her demonic abilities, her demonic powers. Guilt by association or confusion because of association. If Paul allowed her to continue to follow him around shouting about his message and his mission, the people would surely have been confused, thinking that she was actually 
part of the package. So he stopped it. I don't see any evidence in this passage that he was screaming and yelling and, you know, throwing her to the ground, making a big spectacle of it. It's, it just says he turned and he said to her or said to the demon, in the name of Jesus Christ, come out of her. I, I, don't, I don't think any big show was necessary. I don't think any display of emotion. I don't think he had to get loud. I think he just needed to speak the name of Jesus. Now, we're going to dig into this a bit further when we get to chapter 19. I'm not going to go there today, but what we'll see when we get to chapter 19 is that the name of Jesus is not magical. We often will talk about the name of Jesus being powerful. It is but only in the context of relationship. It's not a magical name. The reason that Paul had great spiritual authority, he actually had Jesus living inside him. He actually had a relationship with the risen Jesus of Nazareth. Paul had authority delegated from Jesus to use in his world and in the physical realm, but only, only to the degree that he actually was representing Jesus. Look at it like this. The degree to which you're truly surrendered, obedient to the Lordship of Christ, well, that's the degree to which he has delegated to you power and authority. You can't just say whatever you want, do whatever you want. And if you you say, in the name of Jesus, has to be that way. It's not a magic, a magical formula. Point number two, going back to our text here, it's never a good thing when the devil starts promoting your ministry. It's never a good thing when the devil is your PR person. And this point may very well be more applicable than it appears to be at first glance. First John five nineteen says, we know that we are of God, and the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. What does that mean? The whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. What it means, as we've talked about in the past, you know, as Christians, what, what, according to the Bible, what makes a person a Christian, what, what makes a person a part of the body of Christ is that he puts his spirit inside us, making us alive. Or as he worded it to Nicodemus, you're born again. You're born from above. You're born of the spirit is the way Paul worded it in one of his letters. When that happens now, according to the letter to the Romans, you begin to be led by the Spirit of God. You're, not, you're no longer being led only by your human intellect, your human mind, will, and emotions. You're, you're, you're not being led around by your desires and your appetites. And if you don't have the Spirit of the living God living within you to change you and to lead you and teach you and guide you, well, then all you have 
is your humanity, your human appetites, your human intellect, and your human emotion, and, and the enticement of the enemy, according to the Bible, the influence of the wicked one. So never forget that everybody who isn't led by the Spirit of God is influenced by the, the evil one under the sway of the wicked one. That, that means they can't see, they can't see clearly. Their eyes are clouded and their vision is being distorted by the enemy of their souls. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 3, the, the Word of God tells us, even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age has blinded. Now that's the key phrase that I want you to understand there from 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 4. Because it, it tells us that the minds of those who don't have the Spirit of God living within them, their minds are blinded by the enemy. Their minds are, are blinded by the wicked one, by the, the God of this age. It's one of the reasons that you can't argue people into faith. You can pray people into faith, but you can't argue people into faith because their minds are blinded supernaturally by these satanic forces, the influence of the evil one. So, going back to the, the point that we're making here, when the, when the devil becomes your PR person, you know, when, when the unbelieving world, when the media, when social media, whoever, in this case, a demon-possessed fortune teller. When they start heralding your virtues and saying that everybody should be listening to you, it's not good. We're so glad you tuned in to Main Thing Radio today. We'd like to encourage you to continue reading God's Word daily, looking for the powerful truth and the promises that lie within its pages. There's always something to learn from the Bible, and we hope you'll make it part of your daily routine. If you'd like to listen to more of Pastor Robert's teachings from the Book of Acts, you'll find them at MainThingRadio.com. You'll also learn more about this ministry and connect with us on social media. We also encourage you to subscribe to our podcast. Here's David to tell you more. Life these days moves fast. From one appointment to the next, most of us race through our days at blinding speed. But there's always a moment to pause. Those in-between times are great opportunities to connect with God. Subscribe to the Main Thing Radio podcast to enjoy messages like you heard today. Anytime, anywhere. Simply go to MainThingRadio.com and click on the podcast button. Thanks, David. We also want to invite you to join us for worship this weekend. Come visit Calvary Miami Beach on Sunday for worship and Bible study. Or join us online as we live stream. 
you'll be able to find out all you need to know by clicking on Calvary Miami Beach under About at our website. Again, that's MainThingRadio.com. That's all we have time for today. Join Pastor Robert next time, right here on Main Thing Radio.